the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we've got a big show. We're going to talk about uh, different event days and whatnot. Yes. But before we get started, yep. last week you were at a uh, at the at the TIPA meeting. Yes, the, so the IP Association of America yeah. was held at the Hyatt Grand Cypress down near Disney for right, three days. Right. Tell me a little bit about the uh, highlights there. Well, there were a couple things that I thought were pretty interesting. First, I brought a payer panel on Thursday afternoon, and we had the heads of Blue Cross, Cigna, CVS. Uh, Health Aetna and Humana. Oh, yeah. at the, and we had them all there, uh, did, t- hour and a half panel. Did they just like fight each other? Because uh, I, I kind of imagine, like, well, you know, are you well, checking for weapons first? Yeah, the, uh, well, I think they get, went through security before oh, they okay, came good, in the good, room. Good, good. That's fair. But, That's fair. You know, they talked about, they don't give away any, any trade secrets, obviously. No. But we talk about value based care, we talk about patient care, we talk about access to care, and even health equity. Yeah. yeah. That's a big deal with these payers today. Yeah, you kind of yeah. wonder that the the open communication that they have, there's probably not a lot of trade secrets. Yeah, but, that's true. But I think a lot of it is, you know, they watch each other because, you know, some of the groups are much more in deep with programs like value-based health care. Without a and, doubt. And yeah. so, you know, they kind of look yeah. at it that way. But, yeah, it's it must be a very interesting Yeah, yeah, you should go to that one. You know, we do that payer panel at the Florida Association of ACOs, which comes up in October, and then we did it at TIPA in in March of this year. Yeah, and I I expect there's a lot of folks that go from one company to another. Is that without a doubt? There were there were probably 400 people at TIPA, and there are six seven hundred that come to Flacos every year. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they go from one company, go from Blue Cross Blue Shield to Cigna or Cigna to United. I mean, because once you're an expert yeah. in your little spot, I, yeah, mean, I know some people that yeah. have actually been employed by all four of those yeah. companies yeah. at one time or another. Yep, yep. Yeah, just go, <laughs> go to Little Caesars, Pizza yeah. Hut. They just jump, yeah. jump from place to place. So they know but, how you to know, make we the talked pizza. a lot about value based care. We talked yeah. about a lot about access to care. Right. And, and actually, this show today, we're going to center on self care. Gotcha. I, I really, you know, we every week we form this show, Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, to help build educated healthcare consumers. Right. And the second one is to have a discussion about how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Absolutely. And basically, that's what that payer panel did. Yeah. They, they yeah. do a good job. Yeah. I mean, how did it, was, was the, they're, they're addressing healthcare professionals, addressing yes. people yes. that are in yeah. the area. ACO yeah. leaders, right. physicians, administrators, I mean, did, everybody. Do they, Clinical they speak on the level or they? Yeah, they do. You know. they, we, we really dumb it down. You know, I've been doing this for a while and I come up with all the questions right. and then we discuss them with the panel. And I mean, Dr. Uh, Mohammed Diab flew down from New York. Just come Used down. to be That's in great. this panel. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ray he, Parzik. He's, he's CVS Health. Yeah, he's CVS Health who owns Aetna. Right. Uh, Ray Parzik from Blue Cross yep. and Paul Sapia from Humana drove down from Jacksonville. Nice. 
to yeah. just come to the conference. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Howell, Dr. Michael Howell with Cigna, who's responsible for Florida and about half the country for Cigna, right. is chief medical officer. He he lives actually yeah. here in the winter part in the winter winter garden area. Now I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna quiz you. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one of those companies is the oldest company? Probably Cigna. Now, Blue Cross Blue Shield. It's Blue Cross. Well, it's okay. actually Blue Cross. So Blue Cross was started by one Which individual. Is the entity, Blue yeah. Cross. Yeah. And so they, uh, it was started by a gentleman who actually started it by collecting money from teachers to really? cover maternity leave. Interesting. And so it was, you know, like fifty cents per paycheck or whatever it was, and they added it up, and 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 you could say it was for maternity leave, and they were all the teachers were women mm-hmm. at yep. the time. And and what he figured out at the end is, you know, some people needed the money, some people didn't. So at the end of the end of the year, he had money left over. Okay, and that's where it sort of blossomed from. Is blossomed like, well, that's from? how we do healthcare. We all put okay. in a certain amount of money to cover the whole community's health. Right, and it it grew from there. So well, you know, Cigna's headquartered in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Humana uh, is headquartered in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. But you know, Blue Cross is a little different animal because oh yeah, uh, Anthem a- owns about fourteen of those right. states. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida is its own entity. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't no, it know is. if our, our listeners actually no, know that. No, and it's confu- yeah. It's really confusing it because is. you can yep. find yourself, you know, in, in different areas, especially like some of them have PBMs, some of and some Without of them do not. Yep. Like uh, yep. like Florida Blue Cross Blue Shield does not have. They do not have. And so yep. I believe they direct you to CVS. Yeah. So that's yep. CVS yep. Health. Yeah. So there's some crossover that's there. Right. Whereas if you're in Independence Health in uh, Pennsylvania. Yep. You may have a, a PBM with yeah. Blue Cross Blue Shield that you work with. So there was an announcement just recently where uh, Florida Blue or Blue Cross Blue Shield actually is uh, teaming up with Walgreens uh, for a PBM. Oh, really? And really? again, years oh, yeah, we did talk about that. Remember yeah. years yeah. ago, right. they wouldn't even work. You couldn't even get a couldn't Blue Cross it. prescription fill right. at Walgreens. Well, you know, just you, a few years ago. But you wonder, you know, how that yeah. plays together with CVS and Aetna being yeah. as one. Yeah. Um, if that kind of plays yeah. in, and that, they own that, Caremark. Yeah. You know, right. And right. Cigna owns Express Scripts. Right. And uh, and you know, it's it's. United is Optum, so yep. everybody owns one but uh, Blue Cross. Yep, yep. Yeah. And it's probably just because of what you said, that they, yep. Blue Cross are, are divided into many different groups. Yep. We'll have to look up yep. exactly how many. I would say many. Yep. It's not really that many. Well, all 50 states are an individual Blue Cross entity, Right. Anthem owns 14 of those. Gotcha. Not gotcha. Florida. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we really but, we really geeked the, out on that. But, well, let me uh, but just tell you the two other highlights of TIPA yes, that yes. were very that's, interesting. That's where we were. Yeah. yeah. We had an antitrust attorney from the Federal Trade Commission actually spoke. Interesting. And that was very interesting. A little dry. Yeah. But the content of what he had to say was pretty incredible. Incredible. Okay. And, you know, he talked about anti-kickback, uh, anti-competitive business. Sure. Uh, and there were many people in the audience would bring up, well, I'm dealing, I'm a, I'm an ACO or an IPA in right. Denver, Colorado, and and Blue Cross is dominating and and trying to steal all my docs and put prohibitive contracts against them. Right. And he had dealt with all that. But the one thing, Doctor Mark, that I thought was very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, these no competes that these doctors yep. have to deal with right. when they come out of a hospital employment yep. situation. Sure. They're not worth the paper they're printed on. They're not, but but sure. they but they are because they are a threat, and and we've talked and it about scares this. the doctors to death. Well, yep. it what it does is that the reality is if they're going 
to say, you know, this is nothing. They've got two choices. One, they can just ignore them, and then they're going to get a letter from the other entity saying, you know, we're calling you out on this, and it starts a legal process. That's right. And you have to hire an attorney. That's right. So even though – actually, he talked about right. that very thing. Oh, did he? So yeah. Maybe I can get the talk the money. Yeah. He, he so, says, but it's going to cost you money either way. Right. So, yeah. so that's why <laughs> the federal government has to step in and just say – no, you can't take this to court. And, and right, it can, right. and th- there's been moves towards that yeah. or even in, in certain states. And I think the state Florida legislature has talked about this. They have. Where they just said, yes. no, you just – you can't you can't take this That's to court right. because right. it's really – the it's big dollars bullying you. Yeah. And, and it's not, you know – Well, the biggest thing we deal with – and, you know, we get four or five physicians every month that are coming out oh, of yeah. the hospital system yep. that want right. to go back into independent. Dr. Dovek is a per- – perfect example exactly she's, she's had to move out, out of that non-compete yeah. and yeah, yeah and, and, and and what they do is they'll say well you're within a 25 mile radius you can't practice right so they not only and that's just a way of getting them away from the patient base that they sure have. sure they don't, they don't yeah. want to lose the market share yeah. that they had flowing yeah. towards that physician yeah. and yeah i get the reasoning but as you said they are they're bs yeah and yeah. but but yeah. they work and yeah. i'll tell you they work more than they don't exactly because more often than not it's intimidating a physician's yeah. going to come out because if you if you're leaving you've got to start a new practice you're mm-hmm. already tied up in in debt and right. and are you going to take the chance of another it could be three hundred thousand yeah. dollars just to get to the point where you can say yeah you're exactly. right you know you can practice exactly. yeah. and and it can also they can they can freeze you from seeing patients they yep. can call insurance companies yep. and say you know what they they had their blue cross through through our hospital, right. we don't want you right. to put them right. on. And it's a, it's a really, it's a bullying tactic. It is without a doubt a bullying tactic. Yeah. But I think the, the interesting message from this guy was in that, in that situation, look at what they're trying to push you into. And if it doesn't fit what you want to do as a physician, you have the right to f- kick back on it. Right. No, you do. You do. Back on but it, yeah. but again, I don't need to belabor it, but it doesn't matter because right. you're not going to do That's it right. because it costs you money. That's right. So until the government steps in and says you can't sue somebody for this. The the non competes yeah. don't right. exist. Right, it doesn't matter. That's like, right. You know, been That's been right. talking about it. It's for harassment, years. just like it, you said. It is. It, they and just, bullying. It, it is. Yeah. And they know yeah. both sides know that it's garbage, yeah. but one side doesn't yeah. have the the yeah. resources. Right. You know, I don't have an in house attorney. You know, and uh, and and the the big hospitals do. Well, we do have at IPN, uh, not in house, but well, a yeah, council. But, but it's going to cost us for oh, you know, for five hundred uh, bucks an hour every time exactly. I call him on the phone. Exactly. So so that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's, I'm not saying that we, we we all know attorneys that can do this stuff yeah, for us, yeah. and we've got some great healthcare attorneys in, in Orlando. Yeah. But that you're going to have to pay, and it's just not right. Yeah. We'll we'll get our attorney on the air one, yep. one day. We've been promising that for a while. There was one other speaker before we go to break. Yeah. I wanted you to talk about because yeah, that yeah. that sounded this like the most interesting. Cool. He was a computer scientist with the FBI. Right. And he was in charge of all cybersecurity for this market. Interesting. And yep. very, very interesting. But the one message I came back from, when you talk about passwords and authentication, sure. always have two. Right. Not one. Right. And then the other thing he says, if a hacker is going to hack into you, if you've got 10 letters and a password, it'll take them three hours and they right. can hack in. Sure, sure. If you have 11, it'll take them a week. Right. If you have 12, it'll take them a month or maybe never. Right, right. Well, Very I, simple message, Dr. Mark. It is. And, and we all hate the warnings we oh, get from you know having a change. But the, the companies like the hospitals and the banks have gotten away from 
forcibly having you change your password yep. because the data, if you have a 15 character password mm-hmm. and it hasn't yep. been hacked, yep. you're probably best to just sit on that, right? Exactly. There's not really a reason to change it. it you know? they, it probably and, won't And most hacked. of them are, you know, yep. but, but they have, they've grown. Yep. And unfortunately, the length of the password has grown yep. and the depth in which these computer programs took to hack them yep. has grown. Yep. So, so what we're saying today isn't going to be true tomorrow for sure. Yeah. But what else? Anything else interesting? Yeah. Well, I would have loved the, the to other talk to thing a cybersecurity. Yeah, the, the guy was really cool. I'm actually going to try to get him at Flacos this year. Oh, cool. And uh, he's actually local. Yeah. And he's a computer scientist. But And he says, I'm, he started his talk out, I'm not a FBI gun carrying. I can't arrest you. I'm a computer scientist. They don't give him a gun? No. Uh, so he's not a, spe- he's he's not a, he's a, not a special agent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's, right. uh, that's too bad. That's too bad. But but I think the other thing that he talked about was this remote, remoting in like tele, yeah. uh, team health and yes. things like right. that. Right, right. Don't do that, he says. Yeah. He said that is a red flag. Hackers can go after you in a heartbeat. So if they if you're on uh, on telemedicine you're talking about? Or? Team viewer. Team you know, viewer. where you can, like I used to have team viewer at home where I could get into my computer at work. Oh no! I'm, I he wasn't said, aware. Don't I'm not, do I'm not, that. Okay. Yeah, it, it's called remote remoting into. Oh, your, remoting. Okay. Yeah, you were, you were talking in. about remote care. You were talking yeah, about yeah. remoting into. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 See, see, I'm just. I'm not. But I'm not uh, fancy enough. Those to, uh, do two that. speakers in particular, Doctor Mark, you would yeah. have really enjoyed. No, that that sounds like it'd be interesting. But it was a great conference. Uh, we were Good. there from Wednesday to Friday. I was exhausted at the end of the uh, week, yeah. but they, uh, they out. it was very, very well done. Yeah, because we're not even talking about the after party. No. All right. Well, well there were several of them. All right. Well, we're, <laughs> when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about a, a couple of uh, days and weeks of yes. uh, health-related celebration, if you yeah, will. Absolutely. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7 and now Healthcare Now Extra Saturdays at 11 a.m. only here on The Answer. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and we are going to move on to the next subject of the day. And Larry, I'm going to let you take take it away. Please do. Today is National Doctors Day, Dr. Mark. National Doctors Day. It's a day celebrated to recognize contributions of people like you, Dr. Mark, for the change and the contribution that you've made not only to individuals, but to our community. Well, I have to tell you what my wife says about Doctor's Day is every day is Doctor's Day, so get over it. But but thank you. Thank you. And and I think the hospitals locally have actually made it Doctor's Week, which is yes, kind of silly. But yeah, uh, yeah. but 
Um, but that's great. Um, well, let me we'll give you a little all history things. about Doctor's Day. No, that may be uh, worthwhile. And again, Doctor's Day is celebrated all over the world. Wow. I don't know why same they call day. it. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. No, not okay. I don't know why they, well, they call it National Doctor's Day because it's celebrated today in America. Got it. But if you look at many other countries, even the Mideast, everywhere, there is a certain day that they actually celebrate. For instance, in Turkey, Doctor's Day is March 14th. Okay. Every right. year. But in the United so, States, so could uh-huh. I travel? Maybe I should have a Doctor's Day European vacation, <laughs> and so I want you to find every country uh, you, you and every Doctor's dates. Day. Yeah. yeah, just get it all you set up. I'd appreciate that. Get, get that cool. to me. Yeah, but you know, and and I deal. I've been dealing with doctors for, and you and I've known each other for oh, twenty five years. Absolutely. I can't think of any other human being that is more giving, that is underappreciated and overworked. And has the largest amount of stress than a physician in this country, Doctor Mark. Well, I, I'm, I, I can name some other professions, but I appreciate yeah. the sentiment yeah. there. That, that's very kind. Um, but I tell you, there, yeah. there, there are a lot. You know, the COVID brought out a lot of things around, and one of the things that it brought out was it talked about the healthcare heroes, right? Yep. And I think yep. I've shared with you yep. that that I I don't think most of us don't consider ourselves heroes oh i know and, you don't and yep. and it's nice nice to be recognized but it, yep. it can be overdone but, but let, let me but let let me, me the history hit, history yeah, i love history, history a little bit first of all there are just under a million licensed physicians in america yep today and 23 percent of those are internal medicine or family practice right and that has actually dropped yep. there have been 135,000 new physicians licensed since 2018 in America. Gotcha. Which is about, what, uh, five years. Yep, yep. So we're only getting 135 over a five-year period. And then 23% are family practice. But the idea of Doctor's Day came to pass when Eudora Brown Allman, wife of Dr. Charles Allman, A-L-M-O-N-D, and the date chosen was the anniversary of the first use of general anesthesia in surgery, Dr. Mark. Huh. On March 30th, 1842, in Jefferson, Georgia, Dr. Crawford Long, you know, I knew you'd know this, used ether to anesthetize a patient. James Venable was the patient. Right. And the patient was, it was done painlessly, and he excised a tumor from his neck. And then uh, the first doctor's day was actually observed on March 28th, 1933, in Winder, Georgia. And I find that's very near Jefferson, Georgia, right. where this all started. Yep. The first observance included the mailing of cards to physicians and their wives. Flowers were placed on deceased physicians' graves. Huh. And the one thing that they started is sending a pink carnation to physicians to honor Physici- Doctor's Day. Interesting. I thought so, that was pretty yeah. Cool. No, so Crawford Long, you know, because you know, there's there's some arguments as to who was the first, but I will yep. uh, I'll back up Crawford Long because yep. at Emory we had Crawford yep. Long Hospital, uh, it's right. downtown. I think it's now called Midtown Hospital. Okay, but uh, yep. but yeah, it's really really yeah. interesting. I was story. actually born at Crawford Long Hospital. Oh, were you before oh. it was Emory? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, no I kidding. was born there. Yeah. Oh man, oh man. Now that was a little after 1842, though. It Dr. was. Martin. Yeah, that was a little after. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. We don't want to we don't want to lock you into that. But you into but that. the United States Senate. And the House passed the resolution for, at the 101st United States Congress, which President George Bush, not George W., signed in October, October 30th of 1990, creating, designating Doctor's Day as a national holiday to be celebrated on March 30th. You know, I didn't realize it was that recent because yeah, yeah. 
I became a physician in uh, 1989. Okay. So maybe they that, so that might have been just for me. They I, just I ran said, in right. You know, I said, I need a day. They basically wow. said, we have to honor Dr. Mark. I tell you, that's, very pretty, that's pretty exciting. Pretty <laughs> exciting. Uh, and I didn't know about it because yeah. I was a surgery yeah. intern that year. Right. So right. Uh, so surgery interns don't get to see the news or any type of electronic uh, entertainment of any, any type. So, But I also thought it was interesting. I didn't bring all the data from all the different countries. Right. But every country in the world just about honors physicians on some day during the year. You know, that that's an interesting thing to bring up because the the status of physicians country to country is quite variable. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can you can go to different countries in, East, in Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. And the idea of a of a physician is much different than it, it is here. Um, and their training can be quite different. So that's that's a nice little piece of history. We yeah. uh, we'd uh, I don't want to bring up on the uh, on the air here, but a lot yeah. of different ways that you become a physician and and how you fit into the community and i didn't know that crawford long hospital where i was born in atlanta was named after the guy that did the first anesthesia in america yeah it is yep i have no idea yep no very very interesting that was yeah we had we had to learn that when i was at i wonder when it became an emory hospital or 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 was it Um, because it was always called crawford long it was it's emory crawford long now yeah, well, no, I think it's, yeah. I think they actually changed. Oh, they actually I think changed they changed it to Emory Aldia. No, Probably, to uh, Midtown. Oh, okay. Yeah, Probably like. fifteen years ago, Doctor Mark. It hadn't been that long ago. Oh no, no, because yeah. no, it had to be longer than that. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was Crawford Long of Emory back when I was there. Oh, okay. So, okay. so we're yeah, we're but more now than fifteen it's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, good. But yeah, well, that's very, a kind of an interesting uh, history on Doctor's Day. Yep. There you go. Well. And then, well, uh-huh. I, I let you do it, so yep. I don't know if I'm going to let you do it again next year. You can see yep. I, I, how uncomfortable I am with accolades, hey. so, but, but, uh, but thanks. Yeah, well, you know, Dr. Mark, we've known each other a long time. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, if I can say on the air, not because you're my co-host or we've been working together for so many years, I can't think of a more compassionate physician. Oh. You deal with kids every day, yeah. and now the thing that is most exciting about your career is that new physicians you're going to get to mentor and they're going to get yeah. the ability to understand your compassion in yeah. being a physician. No, that's, that is this, uh, it's a, it's a new, it's a really an exciting role. It really is. It really is. Okay. All right. What we got next, yeah. Larry? Well, believe it or not, We're after national doctor's day next week is national public health week. What exactly does that mean? Okay. Interesting. National public health week is observed during the first week of April and takes place from April 3rd to April 9th. That's seven days to champion all health care of all Americans. It's a week to recognize that everyone should lead healthier lives, irrespective of where they work, live, or come from. Since its founding in 1955, the initiative has become an important movement to highlight issues that can improve the health and happiness of a nation. And 1955. You know, we, 1955. See, I would have guessed... I, I wasn't going to ask because I didn't know if you knew mm-hmm. the answer, but you already gave me the answer. Yep. I would have guessed that this was a much, much, much more recent phenomenon. Because yep. if you think about, I mean, so there's been a National Public Health Week since 1955. Mm-hmm. Think about how much that has changed. Like if you could yep. pick up a little trifold pamphlet put out by whoever puts that on, and in 1955, you know, we were still saying smoking was good for you. That's right. And how, how things have changed. That's, oh, yeah. that's actually quite impressive. Well, I was the thinking American Public Health Association, the APHA, actually initiated 
National Public Health Week in April of 1955, so next next month. But the day recognizes the long history of achievements in public health, but it also serves to highlight and address the root causes of poor health, disease, and lifestyle, Dr. Mark. I, you know, I want to do a little deeper dive into that organization because okay. uh, if you think mm-hmm. about how things have morphed, that, I mean, this, this sounds like a very recent type yeah. thing because yeah. we have not been paying attention to our health. Well, you know what it draw to me is social determinants of health. We're just getting that into the mix. Right, which had nothing, no, no words like that in 1955, yeah, 65, the, 75, or even 85. 20 yeah. years ago. Right, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I think about it. A child who goes to school hungry will not be an engaged student. Right. People working for minimum wage sacrifice health for the sake of just supporting paying, paying themselves. The sure. Uh, you know, thousands of families who have no access to nutritional food in their communities. Things like this, Dr. Mark. But, you know, you and I sat down when we know, knew it was going to be National Public Health Week, and we came up with 20 things that we want to talk to our listeners about. You want to start that off? Um, you know, I was thinking, let's let's kind of draw this out a little bit more and do, okay. do let's do all that in the next two segments because okay. I don't want to break them up too much. But okay. but I I think that it, it would do us good to look back at when we when we go over this list okay. and kind of look backwards and see how things have changed okay. because you pointed one thing out food insecurity yep food insecurity is a is a huge one huge. and again a term that wasn't around 2 decades yep. ago uh, food insecurity was certainly yep. around yep. but it wasn't something that someone you can walk into anybody's house today and yep. and bring up that term and people have an idea mm-hmm. what you're talking yep. about right so there are things like that that have have tremendously changed yep. and you know it's really interesting to see I mean, I'm 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 just taken aback that that this has been going on for this long, and and it yeah. must be almost almost sadly comical yeah. to look at how things yeah. were handled in the beginning, right? Yeah. Well, you know, when you talk about a food insecurity in Orange County, mm-hmm. there are seven thousand students in the Orange County public schools that are considered food, food insecurity, right? And in Seminole County, one of the highest counties per capita income. In the state, much less the nation, mm-hmm. there are over 2,000 students considered food insecurity wow. in Seminole County schools. Wow. Yep. So when you say it's prevalent, there are stats to back that up. There, and, and I really like, you know, we have uh, the, the food bank here that we, we talk about a good bit, um, Second Harvest, that the way these food banks track their progress mm-hmm. is basically by how many meals are no longer missed. Right. right. And right. so that's sort of the definition of food insecurity. The food pantries right? and all so, the things. That so they, they can do. look at how yep. many of these kids and, and the programs are often focused on the kids and elderly. Yes. And I know that they have some great school programs, but then you look at, you know, school isn't year round. So right. they've right. extended a lot of those programs. And there are programs and, even during the holidays, much yeah. less. Oh, summer, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They but they, but I really appreciate how analytically they they approach this and they say, yep. well, this is how many gaps that we have. Yep. And they measure yep. a gap by a yep. meal that does not happen. Right. Right. And right. so last year we were able to take this number to that number. Yep. So we're making yep. progress. And I, I really think that it's a, it's a unique problem with, you know, a great way to track yep. how we're solving it. Cause right. you know, you think you can, you can get, do a food drive and we, we do this all the time in our neighborhood. We'll do a food drive and you can fill a truck up with food in a minute, but, but yep. you can't, really say well we we gave this much well how many meals how many meals did did this accomplish covering so all right when we get back as you said we're going to talk about the uh 
20 yeah. things that, that we want to focus yeah. on for better health. Right. And we'll, well take it know, from there. National you know? Public Health Week is committed to making health inclusive and equitable. But what we're going to do, Dr. Mark, as you said, when we come back, we're going to talk about what does that mean for our listeners? Individually. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we are going to jump back into the conversation about National Public Health Week, yes. which starts next week. April 3rd you, through 9th. You taught me it's yep. been going on since 1955, which Correct. I just can't wrap my head around. I just can't. I keep going back to that. But let's go over point by point some ways in which individuals, and you know, this is Public Health Week, but we're going to talk about individual health. Yes. Things that we yes. can do individually and things that we need to address to improve our own health. And National Public Health Week is just that, Dr. Mark, reinvigorating your own lifestyle, Mm -hmm. your own health position, and we've got some things to help you do that. You want to start it off? I do, but I got to point out it's almost almost un-American. Because, you know, we're, we're talking about actually having to do stuff ourselves That's right. and taking responsibility. And, you know, I'm, you know, saying this tongue in cheek, yeah. Yeah. but that, that's are. what's so very, very important is, you know, we can go see our physicians and yep. we can go see yep. our extenders and we can go talk to people about our health or we can look. But you have to take care of yourself. Taking ownership. Because yep. you can you can talk the talk all day long. That's right. But if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to see the changes yeah. And, and some of the things we're going to talk about, Dr. Mark, are really kind of subtle things that a lot of people just ignore. Yep. Well, one, one we haven't talked about in a while. And I would say in our first, our first 50 shows, it came up probably Every 48 times, right? That's right. And that's the annual wellness visit. Yes. So the annual wellness visit is a visit that is it's covered by your insurance. That's right. There's no copay. Right. It's not, no, okay. no part coming out of your deductible. deductible. Yep. It's one visit per year to your yep. primary care physician. They get they get paid for it. They bill for it. Yep. And it's basically just what it's not. It's a checkup. Yep. It's literally checkup. a checkup. It's That's right. not you don't do it because something's wrong. That's right. You do it because you just want to get a baseline. You want to learn have about to do those it once things. Once a year. Once a year. And that may be the only time you yep. see and an extender I'll, or healthcare. My, the way we physician. do it is we in our family we do our you annual wellness visits yeah. the week of our the month of our birthday. Month of your it might birthday. not be the exact day. Right. right. But that month. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's good. So because yep. I, I will tell you that today and we talk about shortages in different specialties or certainly yep. Yep. primary care is, is struggling. And if you decide today you're listening to the show, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to plan my yep. my annual well visit. If you're 20 or 70, Dr. Mark, still do it. 
That's still going to do it. And so, but if you call your doctor today, there's a high, high, high likelihood that you're not going to see them for a while. That's right. right? Because they do have to see emergencies. That's right. And they do have to see, yep. you know, urgent patients. Yep. And but get and, on and, the schedule. But you've got to get on the schedule, right? right. So, That's so right. if you do it the way you do it, Mm-hmm. And say I'm going to do this yep. every June or whatever right. you know, and every set April. it. You know, you can you can. Well, let's not everybody do it every April. No, I mean everybody, everybody should spread it around. I know, month, I know, you know. I'm teasing. But you know, yeah. the other thing, aside from the annual wellness visit, mm-hmm. what I do is six months later, which is October, I have a follow up for the labs. Oh, okay, gotcha. For a second visit. So basically, unless I'm ill, I only see my physician twice a year. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And that's the idea. You want to have that baseline care if, and see if right. there are any warnings, right. things that you can do that might come up later yeah. In, yeah. in this list, like what you do better. Talk like, about warning signs, Dr. Mark. Well, I mean, there. let's let's say it's simple. Like you, when you walk in, the first thing they do is they're going to take your, your vital signs, yep. right? And they're going to they're take your weight and your blood pressure yep. and your heart. And so they may find out like, wow, you're, you know, your blood pressure is not usually this high. You know, they can look right. back at right. – and so that may be one of the things that they're going to follow. Okay. They're not going to write you a prescription right away. Right. We're going we're gonna to say, okay, we're going to check on this and maybe you're going to take blood pressure, your blood pressure at home. And so that would be a warning sign. Another is if, if you have had significant weight gain or weight loss, right. that's going to make people think, well, yep. were you trying to do that? Or, right. you know, where, where are we? And, yep. and you know, and, and you can't just look at the, the raw number. Yep. I can tell you yep. uh, my, uh, one, of my, one of my boys went to go see their pediatrician and, uh, you know, he's, he's just pure, pure muscle. The kid's got no fat on right. him. Right. And they literally started talking to him about how he's eating and obesity. And and my wife kind of looked and said, "Why are you saying?" Well, he gained like he gained like thirty pounds this year. It's all muscle. And he goes, "Yeah," and and he grew a foot. You know, so <laughs> so so you have to you yeah. have to put it all together, right? That's right. So sometimes you need the full and again, picture, right? You guys are educated in the medical field. Sure. A lot of people don't have that background, right? So if you sat down and and if your provider is concerned about that, this is where we go back to, right. you know, you are also right. very responsible yeah. for That's what's right. going on. Right. So if you come in and they say, gee, you know, you lost 10 pounds. Are you okay? Yeah. And, and you go, well, no, I've been watching what I'm eating. I've been right. exercising. I was, I'm trying to lose 20. Right. So they can help you yeah. with that. Right. You know, one of the things that I hear when people say, well, if I go get my annual wellness visit, then I'll have three follow-up visits. Let me tell you the way I do it because I have a, uh, you know, a PCP that I've been seeing for many, many years. A mm-hmm. couple weeks before my annual wellness visit, after my last visit, he gives me a script for all the labs. Right. So I that, go and which have will happen it, six months later. That's right. Yeah. Which six months later. I go and have it done a week or so before so he gets in time to get the labs. Right. And then when he goes in, he's got all my labs and then all the vitals and we can talk about anything that's going on and there is no second visit. Right. And let me just point something out because okay. our listeners can hear this and they may go, well, gee, that guy Larry must have nothing to do but go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, this guy Larry is as busy as anybody you know. Thank you. He is in the office. <laughs> he's around the city. He's doing the show. So, no, if I he can do no it. I have time for yeah, myself. If he can do it. That's right. You, well, you, you have, you've carved that time out, yep. and that's the key. And that's going to yep. be the key to a lot of things we talk about. Yep. You have to make that time. And once you actually say that's what I'm going to do, then it actually isn't that yeah, difficult because right. it becomes like yeah. any other assignment that you give yourself. That's right. You know, whether whether it's, you know, a work assignment, yeah. it, it's something that's very important. Yeah. And if you don't follow these things, you're not going to be able yeah. to continue all that other stuff that's that right. you do. It's important if you want to have a healthy life, a long life, and a good lifestyle. Yep. All right. So that's your okay. an, annual yep. wellness visit. Yep. 
So our next thing is, you know, you sit down and in a, in a quiet moment mm-hmm. and ask yourself, how do you feel about your current health condition? How do you feel? Do so you, important, I mean, Dr. Are Mark. you, are you, have you been struggling with something yeah. uh, or do you feel like, no, I'm pretty solid and, and really give your self-assessment. This is not your physician or your, your standard, you know, this is really what you're, you're yep. doing yourself. And, you know, what kind of questions do you ask yourself? Yep. And you know you want to know do you do you wake up refreshed every day or are you exhausted every day right right when and, you get up and yeah. so you know we can we can make this pretty simple right and even mentally do you look forward to the day yeah or yeah. do you dread the day yep and the, these yeah. are these are some of the warning signs that we can pick up yes but you're not going to do it it's yeah. not as easy as just looking in a mirror right you have to right. act this, this may sound ridiculous to some people but you have to ask these questions yes you have to take that moment. And whether it's over your cup of coffee or whatever and say, you know, how do I feel? And, and, and don't say, well, you know, I'm getting older. I don't expect to feel, I I expect to feel worse. It's not an excuse. No, it's really not because look around, you know, there's all sorts of ways of getting older. Right. right. And if you want to, if you choose. Age is only a number if you, if you're healthy. Exactly. I mean, you can have untoward things occur and and certainly you know disease exists out there yep but early detection yep. and addressing things early yeah. and these little questions of how do i feel when i wake yep. up in the morning yep. those are again right. these could be signs of something that you can help yep. you can change yep. and when you go to your annual wellness visit or your physician visit you have to communicate these things to your doctor oh i i would imagine that, that, that i would Martin. imagine that primary care docs could just tell you Story after story about how somebody came in and says, "Well, how you doing?" Oh, Doc, I'm I'm great. I'm great, same as I always am." And something terrible happens the next day. That's right. You know, they get a call That's from right. the emergency room. They just won't, they, don't communicate. They don't want to communicate. Yep. That's right. who, who else are you going to communicate yep. this to? This yep. is exactly what your primary care physician yep. is waiting yep. to hear. Yep. It's waiting to hear that you know when I wake up, you know my 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 shoulder, my right shoulder is killing right. me every yep. day. You know, yeah. so sure they'll, they'll they kind of work that thing out and yep. people. It's a natural tendency to ignore these yep. things because the last thing you want to hear is that there actually is something wrong, right? And you're busy, so you don't have time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, either way, you know, it, it's, it becomes when people retire, yeah. they don't get any better at this. No. You know, no. you've got to, you have to train they yourself to do this. They have plenty of time this. and they still don't yeah, do it. Yeah, absolutely. We no. deal with hundreds and yep. thousands of Medicare yep. Uh, patients today. Yep. The, the, yep. Uh, the busiest and the least busy have the same yep, issue. They do. We don't like to pay attention yep. to yep. something that, and you know, if we just get it through our heads that again, early detection. Yep. Always better. early screening. Yep. Yep. I mean, just, you know, I think, you know, we have, we're sort of a culture that likes to, you know, sweep everything under the rug and and pretend it's not there, but we really, really can't do that. Dr. Mark, speak to the issue of, are you exhausted by the end of the day? Am Speak I? to that. Yeah, I am. I am. I am exactly like. <laughs> well, but I mean, the idea. You know where I'm going yeah, with this. You yeah. know, the idea is if there's a reason, uh, there, there's two two ways to look at it, right? If you're exhausted at the end of the day because you're not getting enough sleep, right. okay, now we know. We're not eating right. Yeah, we, we need to know where to yep. address it. Yep. So so the, the idea isn't. Uh, you know, I'm tired every day because I work so hard. I, yeah. it, well, let's look at it. Let's let's figure out can we make ourselves feel better and not be so exhausted. Yep. And you can do this on your own. You can do this with help. And again, you you can reach out to family, friends, and physicians, and mm-hmm. and you know, kind of work in that direction. But you have to assess. Yeah. Because I mean, I Good mean, literally, word, you, you, you really, I right? Like that because you're you just yep. 
and it's a self-assessment, yep, right? It is. And it's, it's just like, it's like I any other checkup. I call it checkup. self-care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think other people call it self-care too. So yeah, it's not, it's not Larry's own word. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> but, but you do, you need to pay attention to these things. And, yep. it's, and it's so, so impressively important and so impressive that so few people do it. Yep. You know, and, and I think you know people who do it and oh. you might, I mean, you need to think. I've done it myself. Yeah, you, yep. you have to, you yep. have to. And it's, it's easy to miss stuff too. Yep. And you can't yep. just do it occasionally it's you know it's like it's like anything else you ever, you ever uh go out with these guys that uh, have uh, wasted all that time and money and become private pilots you know so so when when they go out on their plane what do they do first they do that systems check yep right and so it takes time it takes time and it and it is a very specific systems check and it's incredibly yep. important and, and incredibly monotonous, but they do it anyway. Do it every every That's time, right. right? That's right. So you've got to do that systems yep. check because you're going to pick up on things before you're in the air. Yep. And it's a problem. Yeah. If your car engine started rattling, what would the first thing you'd do? Well, it depends, you know. I mean, a lot of people yep. just keep driving, right? <laughs> I'm right? That's I mean, true. No, yeah. I mean, it, the reality yeah. is you could do that same system check to your vehicle mm-hmm. and you could figure out, when things are going wrong, you know, like you, you could figure out that your battery's going to go dead instead of waiting yep. for it to go dead and right. need need to call AAA. But then when it does go dead or the engine stops and it won't run anymore, now you're in an acute situation. Right, right. And and it's something that you could avoid. And that's exactly so, the way our health works. So so there we did yeah. it. We did a we did a car and plane analogy. Yeah, I like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, next next we're going we're going to do the train yeah. and yeah. a boat, but yeah. uh, but it's all the same. We are we're, we're machines in some yep. ways, yep. and we've got to we got to make sure that all the systems yep. are are not giving us you know warning lights, right? Because right. there'll be yep. warning lights that should be as bright all as any time. light could be, and we just ignore them. In fact, that's a great uh, lead into our next segment, Doctor Mark. When we come back, we will talk about subtle pain. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios. We're on our uh, final segment. We're talking a little bit. We took National Public Health Week and came up with a list. Yes. And I don't know that we'll get through the list, but we're going to give it a try. Right. And the the rant that we're pushing is self-assessment. Pay attention to what's going on. Right. And, and at the last, uh, right before the last break, you mentioned subtle pain. Yes. What are you talking about with subtle pain? How many times do you wake up? You mentioned earlier, woke up, my shoulder had a sharp pain in it. Right. What'd you do about it? Nothing. Exactly. Right. Went you to work. Pass it on. Shake yeah, it off. Work. Walk yeah. it off. Or I woke up and, you know, I had this abdominal pain shooting through my, my stomach area, but it went away. Yep. Yeah. And, and That's again. That's the kind of stuff I'm Well, it's a about. culture. So, you yeah. know, the, the, uh, my, my friends, the Marines had, had a term for pain. 
Mm-hmm. Pain, the definition of pain was pain was weakness leaving the body, mm-hmm. right? So with that kind of attitude, which yeah. uh, you, you're going to just kind of go and march it on, sure. you know what? A lot of things are just going to pass. Yep. A lot yep. of things yep. are going to be just fine. Yep. But, you know, you, there's also things that you can address because if you do continue to ignore yep. them, they're going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And you got pain. What about your vision or your yeah, hearing? Exactly. I mean, very, very commonly Absolutely. you see people with, yep. when they get these things checked and corrected, they're like, dang, yep. man, you know yep. what? I was having a lot of trouble driving at yep. night. Vision and, and, and hearing now is them, a yeah. big deal. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so and those are, those are easy checks, right? Yep. I mean, you mm-hmm. want... We're not saying that all this stuff is free. I get it. If you if you go That's get right. it, you, right. but but you need to figure out: Are you one of those people that needs a yearly eye exam, right? Or are you somebody that made it to you know fifty two years old and never needed to wear any kind of or glasses? Even glasses at and, all? And yeah. so then you, but you still need to yep. get checked yep. and, and talk to yep. your optometrist about yep. or ophthalmologist about what. When's the next time I need to see you? Yep. And yep. if they, you know, if they say two weeks, just ask them if they just bought a new car. Yep. But if they then sit up and say, you know, we've got, you know, we've got time, you know, you're, you're checked out, but yeah. you've got, you've got folks that once they have a, determined there's a progressive issue, they are going to be seeing yeah. their providers more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and the question is, is had they caught it earlier, would that not be as big yeah. a deal? You know, you, know, you brought up vision. Um, I've heard so many people say, you know, I really don't see very well at night. Yeah. Well, that happened to me about four years ago. Uh-huh. And I realized that I went to an ophthalmologist, mm-hmm. had cataracts. Yep. And it's Had subtle. the cataracts removed. Yep. Had LASIK done at the same time. Yep. I got no more issue driving at night. Right. But how many people would say, I'm just not a good night driver? No. And don't you hear it all the time. It's, yeah. just the, yeah. it's just the lights or it's this. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. No, it's no, definitely an important thing there. So definitely. get an eye exam. Yeah. And yeah. a great example of something that you can really completely turn around That's because right. you're done. You're fixed. It's all, it's yep. all set. Yeah. That's amazing. So then you want to get other other baselines like you talked about getting your labs yep. and you know you're going to need to rely on your provider as to what Screens. labs are important. Yep. Um, if you're taking certain medications, a lot of them mm-hmm. have long-term issues yep. with side effects that that yep. are going to be picked yep. up on labs. Mm-hmm. So you might maybe be doing well, that you know, as well. Things like colonoscopies for colon cancer, breast screening for mammography, um, um, the your um, yeah, I mean we've got we we had a whole show cancer, we talked yeah, we've talked about prostate cancer, yeah. all these screening tools. Yep. Yeah. So the and and all of them are studied at you know what age, what's your family history. Yep. So yep. when people when the doctors and uh, providers are are taking a family history, mm-hmm. and you know, well, do you have brothers and sisters? You know, are they alive? Right. Oh, right. they if they passed away, what did they pass away from? What did your mother pass away? You know, right. The, right. You're thinking, well, are they, why? Why are they asking? Exactly. Because family history matters. Your genetics, you yep. know? And mm-hmm. so if something runs in the family, and it, and it might just be, mm-hmm. depending on what the problem is, it might just be one other person, you are at a higher risk than the general population. Right. And the general population may wait to be checked to a certain age, but you might need to be checked on something sooner, right? right, right. So that's that's all part of the piece. And that's something that you don't like, you know, you likely wouldn't be able to do that yourself. That's, right, you know, that right, that, that right. goes along with your annual right, wellness right. visit. Something that we talk about a lot of times after there's a problem is your dental health. Yep. And it's it's interesting how if you, we, we actually give the med students a, a lecture every year okay. and we have a dentist come in and provide this lecture. I'm glad you're talking about this. Yeah. And, yeah. and so the lecture isn't about dental illness. It's about how a dental exam can identify other illnesses yep. in the body outside of the mouth. 
And, yep. you know, they're, they're always blown away. Yep. They're like, you know, you know, I always thought de- dentistry was just this e- easy kind of thing. You tell them to brush your teeth yep. and floss and you're all good. Yeah. But they're actually pick up issues. And then if you have certain issues, we know that you are at more risk of right. some dental well, problems. So it works dental, in both directions. Yeah. One of the dental things is cardiology issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, you don't want to if, yep. you, if you've got like that, you know, that goes in one direction where the cause it starts in the mouth and then can mm-hmm. progress on to the heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's the idea. If you've had yep. have have cavities and bacteria yep. that's getting into yep. the bloodstream yep. and you know, that can that can be an issue. And so your dental cleaning is another thing that you need to put on the list. Yes. And do you have to go every I don't know. I'm not going to tell you have to go every six months. It depends well, on who you are. It depends and on what your type situation. Of you, I go you twice a year. Yep. Every six months. And, you know, when you talk about, well, my uh, I'm on Medicare and I don't have dental. Right. Because I'm straight Medicare, without right. I'm not on Medicare Advantage, yep. whether you do have, yep. or I'm in a uh, employer program where dental is an option and I have to pay more. Right. L- let me just give you an idea, Doctor Mark. Mm-hmm. You can get a dental plan that covers two cleanings a year, right, and one complete exam and X-rays for under twenty five dollars a month for a couple. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just saying it's about ten dollars a, a month a person. Yeah. Yep. yep. Under yep. twenty five dollars right. a month for a couple. Yeah. And you do you, you yep. and when you do the math. If that's all you need, you know, it's it's kind of it's a wash. And then you get discounts on yeah. the other. Yeah. And things. but if you need more than that, that's right. then you've got some some other kinds of coverage. That's so, right. Yep. That's right. No, that's that's very and kind of along those same lines here in Florida, we've talked about this. You need to go see your dermatologist. Uh, and and honestly, if you yeah. have sun exposure, yeah. you need to go every year. Without a doubt. And if you have a family we history just had Dr. Zendel on the show yeah, just a right. few weeks ago. Yep. And, you know, if, if you have a family history of, of issues, you, yep. you might need to go more yep. than once a yep. year if you live here in Florida. Right. So, and, you know, but, but even if you don't, you know, that, yeah. that's, that family history comes into play. And, and, you know, when you talk about derm, as I mentioned to you, I go every six months as well mm-hmm. because I've had like 10 basal cells, which is your basic skin cancer. But I also right. had a melanoma 20 years ago. Right. So you're going to get checked. And I'm going to get checked. You know? Right. Yeah. So there you go. You've got, you've got a history that's going to. Mm-hmm. May, you know, you're going to see your dermatologist more than the next person, yep. and more than probably other any other provider that right. you go see, because that's that's yep. the number one thing right yeah. now. So, right. all right. So then, you know, we we talk about different medications. Yep. And when we have a, a propensity in this society to go and get our health care at urgent care centers and emergency rooms, yep. as opposed to just one place, yes, you may get a pretty long list of meds because yes, because exactly. when when you go into an office with a complaint. You have a certain expectation, and if you go in and the sure. provider says, "Okay, I checked you out, you're fine, get out," and that'll be this much for your copay, yep. you you may walk away feeling like, "Man, they didn't do anything for me." But yep. if that same provider says, "Okay, I think you'd be fine, but I'm going to write you a prescription," then you're then you're yep. like, "Oh, hey, great! You know, you you yep. saw something, and you're going to yep. help me." Well, that's that's foolish. But in I a forgot lot of ways. to tell you what the emergency room or the urgent care also gave me. Right, and so you right. you end out. You may go to that annual wellness visit. You want to bring. Any meds that All you're taking, meds. that's right. And they may go through and say, "Well, these two meds do the same thing," and yep. you know, we can we can drop this one, or they gave you this one because you thought you were having some reflux, but you haven't had any symptoms of reflux in in two years since you've been on the medicine. You know, maybe we can back down. So, yep. so I think that's another goal. I mean, I, I can tell you with with my own experience mm-hmm. in in parents and in laws and whatnot, yep. the struggles that they have with the pill box. Now, yes. now I will tell yes. you, I look the same way because I take a lot of supplements. So, it, so it kind of looks take like supplements yeah. as well. So, yeah. but but that pill box and trying to keep yeah. it straight. Yeah. And if when it gets down to it, 
most of the time when I had taken my father, when, when he was live, we took him to yep. see his physician. Mm-hmm. They more often than not got rid of a medication. Yeah. Well, you know, and you talk about personal, my dad, when he was 85 years old, he lived to be 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was 85, he came to live with my wife and I for the last eight years of his life. Right. He was on 11 meds. Yep. My wife went to his first PCP visit, and when she left there, he was on one med, yep. a basic divan for right. hypertension. Yep, yep. And he was walking around like a zombie yeah. with those other 10 meds. Right. And when he got rid of those meds, he perked back up and had a great next nine years of his life. Yep. No, that's, I mean, that's that's definitely an important piece. And I mean, I think that also makes you, I think even though you, you were looking for a med when you went in to go, when, yeah. when they come back and yeah. say, you don't need this anymore. That's the other side. That's, a, that's another, uh, really another. And talk about healthcare way. advocates just for a second, Dr. Mark. Your well, thoughts on that. Talk, like my wife, for yeah. instance, with my Well, my I mean, you, you, it's always nice to have somebody that's looking out for you because as we said in the beginning, we're not very good at self-assessment. And so yes. if you've got someone that may notice a change, yep. you know, they may yep. be the first one to notice that, you know, you're walking kind of funny. Is your hip bothering you? Right. And, and you're like, well, yeah, I guess good, it is, you know. Yeah. So so if you've got somebody there that can pay attention and then and you oddly enough, you're probably a better advocate for somebody else's health than your own. Exactly. So, I mean, so that's that's where that, that that's team play comes in. concept, you know? isn't it? <laughs> right. No. So that but it's very, very important. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that we talk a lot about, and it's, you know, we can use the pandemic for a, a launching pad for this, but yep. but stress and anxiety. Oh, yeah. And I think we also, I mean, with we, we haven't talked too much about the different generations, you know, right, like the right. silent generation right, and baby right. boomers. But we have seen in the di- different generations both the incidence of stress and anxiety yep. and how it's interpreted, very different, yeah. extremely different, yeah. right? So, it, and it's not really until... It gets at a at a medically emergency level right. position that it starts to look the same, yeah. right? Let me, let me just make one statement: uh-huh. stress impacts your health, both mental oh, and physical, mm-hmm. and we know that from no. A, there's fact. That's facts. just it. That's it's just factual. fact. That's yep. just facts. Yep. And so the the question becomes: like that is another self assessment point. Like, do I feel stressed out? Right. Do I feel like I just right. can't catch my breath? Yep. And and that's where your a healthcare advocate can also play into that yep. and say, you know, you seem a little short tempered, this yep. that, and the other, yep. and try to get get down to the basis of that. So so that can that can really really be something that you can pick up on and and take to that next yep. level of investigation. And you know, when you're we're still talking about stress, and we'll get to this other one in a minute. You know, family issues, relationships, are they creating stress? Workplace environment, are they creating stress? All these things, Dr. Mark. No question. I mean, I think we're in a much lonelier society in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, I think that, you know, isolation has uh, been kind of pushed to, to its, its limits. It has. Um, we're, we're yes. kinda, we're, we've come out of that to some yeah. extent, but a lot of folks <clears throat> haven't been comfortable coming out. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and it can be events in your life that sort of change how you look yep. at the rest of the world. Right, right, right. But, you know, to wrap it all up, okay. I think the idea that, that you need to take a moment Every day, and see, take do a little self assessment, little yep. little head yep. to toe, and the head includes the brain. Yes. How am I feeling? How am I sleeping? How am I eating? And when you yep. don't feel like you can identify a problem and just not know where to go with it, you right. then take that to your healthcare provider That's right. and say, you know, I'm I'm tired all the time. Yep. And and yep. I, and I've, I've checked, and you know, I, I sleep the right number of hours. 
What can I do? And they're going to come up with an answer for you. What a great conversation, Dr. Mark. Hey, it's good to be a a, a teammate in health. Yes. All right. Well, we will see you again next week with some other great topics. It was a great conversation. Enjoyed it, Dr. Mark. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.